the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and the broadcast today, T.A. McMahon will be back with me. He's from the ministry, the Berean Call, and we'll continue to discuss mysticism and the coming one world religion. You can reach out to me to share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast at this email, the Plumline Radio at gmail.com. Plum is P L U M B. The Plumline Radio at gmail.com. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Support for The Plum Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. This is The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. I'm joined by T.A. McMahon today, President and Executive Director of the Berean Call. And if you'd like to kind of follow along with what we're discussing, mysticism and the coming world religion, you can do so by looking at the revised, updated articles that are available at thebereancall.org. Just search for mysticism and those will come up, thebereancall.org. Well, T.A., I left off just stating that it's not just Catholicism and Islam and those kind of fundamental type religions that need to be overtaken here by mysticism for it to become the world religion, but Christianity, of course, is thankfully withstanding at this point for the most part because those who are true followers of Christ are standing upon the Word of God. But even within evangelical Christianity, we're seeing more and more infiltration, I guess we could say, of mysticism, aren't we? Yes. It's a serious problem. These friends of mine use the line, there are a lot of things out there that are hidden in plain sight. And just to give you an example of that, Jay, we have through what's called the contemplative movement. Contemplative meaning we're now more interested in experiential things rather than the Word of God, the truth of God's Word. Well, in this process, what we're being told, when I say we, I'm talking about those of us who claim to be Bible-believing Christians, we're being told that the issues that we're dealing with, we can't get to the truth through the written Word of God. Well, why is that? Well, according to them, because 
the written word of God, these are words on pages. They lack the subjective, experiential, feelings-oriented thing about getting to know God personally and receiving the idea that we have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds like now we are not just word-oriented, but we're experientially oriented in terms of our relationship with Jesus Christ. They have been promoting that for easily the last 30 years. But what's the problem? The problem is that they have taken us off the Word of God, the truth, and moved us into a a subjective realm that has no basis. Because why? Because it's delivered them, they believe, from the Word of God, as opposed to my relationship. Jay, when I became a believer out of Roman Catholicism, okay, when I became a believer in terms of the truth, I recognized that I began a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. That happens to every believer. But some, now we're being told, no, that's not the way to go. We need to have the feelings oriented. The subjective part has to overtake the subjective, the subjective movement. But it's not something that replaces the truth. It actually forfeits the truth. You know, I have a note over my desk here. It's only a bumper sticker, but here's what it says. Christ supplemented is Christ supplanted. Christ supplemented. In other words, whatever's added to Christ, whether it be feelings and all of these things, which have no basis in objective truth, Christ supplemented is Christ supplanted. We've moved him out of the way and replaced him with something that's subjective, personal, feelings-oriented, and so on. In other words, it's not God's truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what's done. You know, look, you know, I mean, we could go through some of the list of the people who have been involved in things like this. And but basically, as they bought into the subjective realm to the contemplative teachings, I mean, and, and these are not people that people would know. You know, I mean, I'm not into casting stones on people or, or taking them to the woodshed unless what they've done is. They've moved us away from the Word of God. And many of these people have followed a man named Richard Foster, priests like Henry Nowen, or uh, people like Tony Campolo, and so on. What have they done? They've bought into the contemplative movement in that they have displaced or supplemented God with something that's a lie. Right. I'm just thinking as you're sharing, it's kind of the flip side of the old Greeks, you know, in Apostle Paul's day where they said it had to be Jesus plus some sort of, you know, superior knowledge or or something like that. Here it's Jesus plus some sort of superior feeling or (laughs) something. So, and and like you said, I love that, uh, that bumper sticker, that slogan that you gave us. And I think this would be a good point in the broadcast to then point out, well, what is the genuine gospel then? What does it actually entail? Because there might be somebody tuning in right now just kind of fascinated by what we're talking about, but they themselves have supplemented Jesus with something. Yeah. Well, you know, the Scripture talks about you add to the Scripture, you take away from the Scripture, you promote something. If it's not the Scriptures, it's not God's Word. So consequently, it's false. So as you buy into that and keep adding to that or make it more feelings-oriented and so on, you've gotten away from the truth. Well, what is the truth? The truth is that, as I mentioned, 30 years of Roman Catholic. What did that do for me? 
Well, it gave me what the church taught. That was one of my things that moved me out of the Catholic Church. Every time I would bring up a question about it, the answer I always got is, well, because the church says so, because the church says so, because the church says so. No, it's what God's Word says. That's the absolute truth. Well, what is the absolute truth? The absolute truth was, I couldn't save myself. I could not save myself. I needed God to save me. I needed to submit to Him and believe the gospel. And what is the gospel? The gospel is that I couldn't pay the penalty for my sins. Therefore, I was on my way to hell. Not purgatory, not the things that the church made up, but I was on my way to being lost forever. Well, I had young evangelicals. Now, I call them Protestants. My wife got saved before I did, and these Protestants, they confronted me with what the Word of God said. They explained to me that, Tom, the church can't save you, nothing can save you, only Jesus Christ. How did he save you? He paid the full penalty for my sins. The full penalty. Now, anybody who's been involved in Catholicism or knows Catholic theology knows that the Catholic Church does not teach that Jesus paid the full penalty. That's why we had, growing up, purgatory. There were sins that Jesus didn't pay for, and I needed to end up in purgatory in order to pay for my sins. No. Let me put it out this way. What's the penalty for sin? Death, Death, right? Okay. So if Jesus, and I had a nun explain this to me, or tried to explain it to me, that Jesus paid 99% of the penalty for sin. But I had to do something. I had to pay that 1%, either here or in purgatory. Well, what's the problem with that? You're basically convinced of something because you grew up with it, you know, throughout your life. The gospel that Jesus paid the full penalty for my sins had to do with paying that death penalty. He died. Okay. He paid the full penalty. You know, this is why we know that Jesus has to be God, because he paid the penalty for all of us. Only God could do that. And then in the process, how do we know the penalty was paid? Because he delivered him from death. He raised us up. We love saying, he's risen. Well, the reason he has risen is because he paid the full penalty. That's the gospel. And it's available for everyone if you submit to him and accept. It's not a matter of works. It's a matter of just accepting what he had accomplished for us and something that only he could accomplish it's absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm still rejoicing over it, and I've been a believer for, you know, easily 40 years. Yeah, we'll never stop rejoicing over it once for all. That's Jesus' sacrifice for sin, as it says in Hebrews. And I'm going to read Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, my kind of life verses that I uh, claim for my life verses. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And, yeah, I love that so much because it encompasses it all. It's by grace you've been saved through faith, not anything of your own doing, not any works you can do or not. Not anything that you can avoid doing is going to get you right. there. So, nothing. Amen. That's your right. Amen. So, Thank yeah. you, Jesus.
And so the one tuning in right now who maybe, uh, you know, wanted to bring this up in case there's someone who this is just new to, let me share my email address because I would love to connect with you. Maybe you want to reach out and say, hey, uh, thanks for sharing the good news about Jesus Christ. And maybe you just became a believer in Jesus Christ, or you have been for 40 years or more, and you just want to say thanks for communicating the gospel. Reach out at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. I want to tackle a little bit more here before we get to our break and discuss the fact that the reality that this mysticism, this being all about feelings, has slipped into the evangelical church even. And I guess it ought not be too big of a surprise because the scriptures talk about heresies, destructive heresies, slipping in, don't they? Right. Men can't keep their hands off uh, messing up the truth, okay? It's uh, obviously before anybody came to Christ, they had to deal with their their own beliefs and man's heart and his nature before he's saved. He wants to make the adjustments, and the adjustments are basically a corruption of the truth. Uh, I can't save anyone. So we've got to get into things that clearly demonstrate the truth of God's Word. As we mentioned earlier, this isn't rocket theology. This isn't something that's so complex. God's no respecter of persons. Uh, you know, I mentioned before we went on the air about my, my love for Carl Kirby and, and Jay Seeger. These are guys who, it's not a matter of them making it simple. They explain it in a way that everybody can understand. Obviously, their teachings are, are absolutely terrific among young people. But that's it. If God made this so complicated, if it was a, a theology, what sometimes we call it rocket theology, no, it's not. It can be, because then he wouldn't be fair. He wouldn't be just for everyone, and he is, absolutely. Mm, yeah, amen. Well, and down through the ages, tracing back to the Apostle Paul before then even, and throughout the Scriptures, we're told about these, as I mentioned, destructive heresies that will be introduced. I'm just going to read Second Peter 2, 1. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. As I said, that's one of uh, several places where we get a similar message. That's Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. And that's how mm-hmm. I would describe what mysticism is accomplishing right now, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, this isn't something that, well, we mentioned it earlier. People can see how messed up things are. You know, one of the verses that I love, uh, Revelation chapter 2, the Lord the head of the church, what's he doing? He's speaking to the church itself, and he talks about the church of Ephesus. And he's saying, look, you guys are doing lots of good things. Uh, obviously, it can't be for salvation, but nevertheless, you're doing lots of good things. However, I have this thing against you. You have left your first love. Whoa, what's, what's with that? Well, basically, yes, they did a lot of good works. Again, none of those works had anything to do with salvation but they all have to do with our love of Jesus. If we have left that love, it begins a sliding away, a drifting away process. Our love has to be for the person of Jesus Christ and doing things, all things that please him, that are 
related to the truth, once and for all delivered unto the saints. That's where we need to be. And it has to be based on his love. Okay. You know, Jay, that's one of the things that, that's kind of a heartbreak for those of us who've been believers for a long time. All we have to do is pull back and say, well, what's going on? The church used to be other-directed. The church used to be all for the cause of that which blessed and encouraged people and so on. But now, you know, the, the other bumper sticker that, I mean, it's not a bumper sticker, but just a very simple truth is just two things involved. First thing is that Jesus is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but him. It is the truth. But what's the antithesis of that? The lie. What is the lie? It's about self. And we can pull back and take a look at as the church has moved away from the love, their love for Jesus, they've slipped into other ways of dealing with things. And most of them are self-oriented. Right. I mean, talk about our worst witness. <laughs> I can look at myself and say, Tom, so where are you in this? Are you truly a lover of the Lord, loving the Lord and following him, doing what he says? Well, you know, <laughs> this is hard for me to say, Jake, but my problem is more often than not, I love me more than I love Jesus. Yeah. Not all the time, but, but you know, it, and, and that's not something that I can't figure out. You know, if you don't think the Holy Spirit can bring conviction on that, listen, I, I have five kids, okay? <laughs> They're in the backseat of the car. They, they see how dad acts, what he does, how he goes with this thing. Somebody cuts me off, you know, or, you know, it sounds silly and simple, but it's not. It has to do whether I'm other directed, whether I'm more concerned about others, loving others more than myself. Yeah. That's a battle. And that's going to be a battle until, you know, when you talk earlier about the rapture until I see him. Now I see through a glass darkly, but then I'm going to see him as he is. And that old nature is going to be gone. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, Jay, I'm in a battle here. (laughs) I'm in a struggle. Okay. (laughs) I wholly concur. No, exactly. I think we all can concur with that. All of us who are seeking to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and realizing and understanding that battle uh, that's going yeah. on. So that's a very nice lead-in to our concluding segment, which I'm going to have to get to here after this break or final break of the show. And so stick around, folks. You can reach out to me to share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast. And this is a listener-supported radio ministry, so maybe you want to share some support. You can find out how to do that when you reach out, Radio at gmail.com. Radio at gmail.com. Proverbs Payments is a partner with The Plumb Line in helping me to raise the funds necessary for broadcasting this gospel-proclaiming show. Proverbs Payments is a Christian credit card processing company who is kingdom-focused instead of profit-focused. To learn about how they can benefit your business or ministry, visit ProverbsPayments.com. Thanks for joining me for The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. This final segment of our broadcast here on mysticism and the coming world religion with my guest T.A. McMahon, President and Executive Director of the Berean Call. I'm looking up this uh, website here, or I'm on this website, thebereancall.org, where you can find mysticism and the coming world religion, our subject today. And in the final part of this, T.A., you 
discuss a little bit about what we as followers of Jesus Christ should do or can do, and we can't do anything to stop this. It's the Word of God, and it is 100% accurate and inerrant, of course, and so there will be a a one-world religion that will take place, and as you say, it will be founded upon mysticism. That's why you call this mysticism and the coming world religion. But what should we do about this? That's the great question. And the the one thing that we're seeing, people are recognizing, is that it's like year after year, the issues are becoming more subjective, more experiential, and therefore trying to explain to people what the problem is. Yes, we're going to go to the Word of God. We're going to put out what the Word of God says. But what we have to recognize is that these things are convincing people through a subjective way of going about it. In other words, you know, one of the things about the the end-time religion is that it has to fit in to the program of the Antichrist. Now, we'll we'll be out of here. You know, as we mentioned earlier, we won't be here. We'll be raptured. We are a pre-trib rapture, at least I am, but I'm not a pre-trouble guy. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of stuff that's sticking, sticking in the sense that it's influencing people. Well, how do we get away from that? There's two ways, you know, as you mentioned, objectively or collectively, I think it's a better way to say it, collectively, these things will take place. There's no turning them around. But nevertheless, we are still here to minister God's truth and God's word. That's why we discuss eschatology. Here's the way these things are going to play out. Here's the way these things are going to take place. And they will take place. So in the interim, before the rapture takes place, before we're taken out, we have the opportunity to minister God's love, God's word, God's truth. And in that process, we're trying to explain to people, you know, obviously this can't be done in our own flesh. This has to be the work of the Holy Spirit using us, glorifying himself through us and ministering to people and so on. If that doesn't happen, the adversary who's all about subjecting the world to his lies, to the things that the church, maybe to a a great extent, is getting away from. So consequently, objectively, we know this stuff is going to take place collectively. On the other hand, how does that affect me and those I'm ministering to personally? Well, it has to be the truth of God's word. So what's the solution here? You know, what is it? Second Timothy chapter four, verses three and four. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They will not endure sound doctrine. It doesn't take a lot of research to, to see that going on today. Right. So what do we do? Well, for me personally, Jay, for you and for all our believers here who are listening to this, what do they need to do? You need to be in the word of God every day. You need to be uh, where you can have fellowship with true believers in Christ. You need to be studying his word, taking his word in. The world is being flooded with the lies. You know, I've written some booklets on how we deal with our young people, how we minister to them. And it has to be, you know, they're a big target for what's going on today. The lies, the, the, the delusions, all of that stuff. We need to encourage them to be in the Word of God. We need to be in there with them and so on. So, it's, you know, as I said, there are things that we can do 
maybe not collectively because of the lies that are pervasive and are out there. On the other hand, personally, we can be strengthened in the Word of God. You know, Jay, one of the things I love to do, I, 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 as I mentioned, I, fight, I think I mentioned that I have five kids and so on. Obviously, they're, they're all parents now and, and so on. But in, in the process of ministering to kids, I love vacation Bible school. Okay. Now, for those out there who've just gone through a vacation Bible school, a lot of times the themes are, you know, they're really the same among many churches. You know, they'll come up with a theme and so on. Well, the theme this year was putting on the armor of God, the armor of God. And we need to minister to them because they're being subjected to the world and ideas and concepts and teachings and all of that stuff. And, you know, like I told you, I'm, I'm a media guy. I, I, I worked in Hollywood as a screenwriter. So I recognized the, the effects of the word of God. But, but again, the point is, is that there are many things that we can do. We are in a battle. And this may be the most horrific battle for the body of Christ, for those who are true believers, until we're taken out of here. Because, you know, as, as we mentioned earlier, we have to deal with these issues. If we don't deal with them, with you know, talking about youth, if we don't do that, we're going to lose them. They're going to be drawn off in an overwhelming way to uh, what they need to be armored with, you know, the, the full armor of God. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much, T.A. This has been great to visit with you. Thank you for your time. Hey, it's my pleasure. Mm. And uh, I appreciate so much what you're doing, Jay. Yeah, all glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Well, T.A. McMahon, my guest here. And again, the website, thebereancall.org, thebereancall.org, mysticism and the coming world religion. Our subject for today, and if you want to see a whole lot more, read a whole lot more about it, and see many of the names, well-known names of those involved with this mysticism, you can check out those columns at thebereancall.org. I encourage you to do so and to support their ministry. And you can reach out and share your thoughts with me at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plumline. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.